Rodgers in the shotgun. Three receivers left, one to the right. Packers need at least seven yards to move the chains. Rodgers gets the snap. Blitz is on. Rodgers scrambles He's left, winds up. Rainbow. He's got Cobb of the 10 to the five. Yes. To the end zone. Welcome to the Packer Force Podcast. I'm your host, Elliot Sill, joined here by my brothers, Peter Sill and Andrew Sill. Uh, you know us as the Packer Force. I am the professor. Peter is Black Mountain. And Andrew is the deacon. We are excited for... Well, I don't know if we're excited, but we're feeling some type of way about this Packer season, which begins in what, like a couple hours um, it seems to come out of nowhere, and uh, there's a game on Sunday. Um, so I'm I'm ready to get excited for it. How are you guys feeling about it? Packers-Vikings, Sunday. It all starts. Now. I'm definitely looking to get excited for it. Yeah. Uh, I'm thinking about changing my name from Black Mountain. Really? Yeah. Is that like a... This thing I was thinking this last week, it's like... You know, it feels awkward being on Twitter calling myself Black Mountain. And I'm not black. I think it's just, it's too irrelevant, you know? We're in very sensitive times right now. We're in very sensitive times. Stop. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'll just uh, change my name to, like, Packer Roger or something. Or uh, Packer Peter. Scani. Packer Scani. But I'm not with from Wisconsin either. That doesn't matter. There's guys who call themselves Preston Smith on Twitter that aren't Preston Smith. Hey, you know what? That's Preston good. season. <laughs> Preston season. Jesus. Spelled S Z N. Never thought I, I would spend my twenties avidly pining for the affection of seventeen-year-olds. <laughs> That's what Twitter is. <laughs> yep. Jesus, happy birthday to me. Yeah. Yeah, you're old today. Yeah. Um, 28, you could die soon. It's my birthday, and so we're doing a podcast because it's my birthday. And we realize, like, there's this whole Packers season that we just don't know a whole lot about because we've been a little preoccupied, which is good. Like, you're thinking, oh, if these guys don't know what the fuck they're talking about, should I listen to this podcast? Like, you know what? If you got this far, yes, you need to be listening to this podcast because um, it shows that we're rational, balanced human beings and we're not just like, you know, hey, we're in a global pandemic with a race crisis going on in our country. Let's talk about (laughs) mesh, you know, like (laughs) I don't. Mm -hmm. What did Jordan Love do today? That's what's important. Jordan Love threw it some nets. And he hit three more nets today there than yesterday. There was a lot more net throwing this offseason, I realize that, than I've seen in seasons past. I yeah, the like net seemed like it was a novelty in the past. 
Yeah, it seemed like, oh, they're bringing out the Nets, but we, we used the Nets the whole time, and that's all that we ever saw. Yeah, did they, like, throw two? Re- I mean, they did throw to receivers, but it's fine. I yeah. appreciate all the people who were, like, up for it and went and covered training camp and shit like that, but at the same time, like... I also appreciate all the people, you know, regulated enough to take a step back. Also, has there been any outbreaks within any NFL teams? No. I mean, here's the thing. Like, we can be proud of that, but we have seen it happen at colleges, among college teams. So it's not like it's not a thing that could happen. It's just, you know, who's going to be the irresponsible team that gets caught there and why is it the Bengals you know yeah like, <laughs> yeah I feel like baseball it's, has seen many outbreaks yep baseball has had how many have the, there have there been since, baseball rules oh well, yeah so how many outbreaks have there been since the Cardinals um, I, I haven't heard of any since early on in the season it seems like it's been relatively smooth it's quieted down but there were a lot like the Cubs are the only team last I heard, and that was a month and a half ago, that had yet to have a case amongst the staff. So every team had at least one incident somewhere. Yeah, I mean, to me, I definitely think this is going to be the random, like, the year of the random COVID injury. Yeah. Tom Brady's pretty old right now. Would he survive COVID? Uh, Is there some place you can bet on who the first NFL player to die from COVID will be. Because you would think with Tom Brady's age, he would have to be in the upper echelon of betting. Oh, boy. Odell Beckham is going to die from COVID. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's a little dark. Odell Beckham. Do you believe he got pooped on? Who cares? About Odell Beckham? Yeah. Be into what you're into. You're fucking rich, young, virile male. Care. What do you mean? Who cares? It's no. I I think there has to be a line, like, and we can push it back in 15 years if we want to get into poop stuff then. But right now, we need to (laughs) like hold on to something, and that is that no, we're not just pooping on each other for sexual pleasure. Like we got other things. That matters exactly. to us. Exactly, we got other things that matter. Why are we worried about who's getting pooped on for fun? That's fine. If if listen, I've got no skin in this game. I'm not I gonna. Bet Mike Pence is against it. <laughs> Why do you say that? I'm with oh, Mike Pence man. on this one. Just... I'm not. <laughs> I'm not for pooping on people either. I mean, if it's consensual pooping, let it be. That's that's a little bit more where I am, like... No. <laughs> it's so <laughs> gross. I, it's Dude, not... Stop it. Keep your it's, government out of my getting... Never out. said it wasn't gross. I don't never have... Said I'm, I'm not the government. You're saying <laughs> keep your social... You keep your society, keep your social norms out of my sexual play, and it's like, no. That's all right. Sex is all about being normal. <laughs> All right, well, we should probably recenter because we've been talking about getting pooped on for a little too long. <laughs> so, do we know how to focus on anything in this? The season is upon us. <laughs> By the time this gets published, the Chiefs will have already probably played the Texans because I'm not going to feel like editing this podcast tomorrow, especially with everything we've been 
fucking mm-hmm. talking about. More than I would any other way, it's weird because, like, that's one thing that has kept us away from paying attention to football is that we've got the NBA playoffs going for the first time when the season is opening. That has never happened before. This is a crazy new thing. It's super unusual, but it's super exciting, too. The bubble has been just a pleasure to watch. It feels so safe. I wish the NFL was doing something more like that. It would make you a little bit more comfortable with what's going on. But I am excited for football to come back. It is still my favorite sport to watch. Andrew is telling us how much he misses preseason when we can cut to the tapes from a year ago. Andrew being like, it's preseason! <laughs> yeah, preseason doesn't matter, but you still need the games to, like relearn your guys hear stories about what they're doing i can't read stories about what they're doing in these training camps and give a shit i just can't until they're actually lining up against another team i don't care if it matters or not but under real lights under real pressure situations that's when you start to figure out who your guys are so you view preseason the way that girls viewed me in high school which is like, I want you around, but I don't want to devote myself to you. <laughs> exactly. Weird way to go about that, and I think you were pretty fucking charming, so... Yeah, I was, to a point. But, but while I don't need to watch every preseason game, it is how I start to come up with things that I read, that I care about, that I hear about, that players are performing, that is not just what Jordan Love did in fucking practice because I don't care about that shit. Yeah. But also, this next month is actually just going to be preseason football. Yeah. I it's going to be ugly football. So I, uh, I have a feeling... play at all this preseason, so this whole month is going to be basically his preseason. You hear that all yeah. the time. I think football... For me, maybe preseason is about building hype and building engagement and, and, beca- and it's not that I don't know but it's that I'm not interested. It's like I haven't I haven't been hooked yet on this on the story of the NFL season and you know there's been some weird cool stuff that's happened but I also just feel like there's so much more important stuff at stake between like the the election and and the virus and like you know I'm teaching from my from my basement. <laughs> mm-hmm. and so it's hard for me to be like Football is oh, important. important. Yeah. It's been really hard to pick up the momentum of being a fan that usually comes with the start of a season. Okay, so let me let me push this then. Is this season important to you in terms of success and failure, or is it just about having something to tune into? I think it's more important in terms of success and failure than usual because there are so many other added distractions this year. I think if it turns into a bad season, it could be real easy to fade away from more so than usual. And I'm the other way on that. I think that uh, I am excited just for a little bit of normalcy and a loss that doesn't matter. Like, it will be hard to get into also in the fact of, like, I don't know how I'm seeing this game. If a game is not in TV, mm-hmm. where I am locally, like, I don't know how I'm getting it. I don't want to go to a fucking sports bar. Mm-mm. 
I don't know nope. if it's worth going to a sports bar. That's nope. scary. That's risky. That's dangerous. That's stupid. Especially, Pop definitely won't go with me to a sports bar. He is too at risk to go to a fucking sports bar. So I'd go by myself, and I'd be by myself, and people would be more inclined to talk to me as strangers because I'm by myself. And mm-hmm. the people that are inclined to talk to strangers are probably people that are less worried about COVID. And it's a whole fucking thing, and it's terrifying, and yeah. I hate it. Yeah, I think, I think it's really irresponsible that in all this decision-making process, the NFL isn't that hasn't really seemed to consider like its fans. Um, no, you know, the NFL should be reaching out and making the Sunday ticket more available than it's ever been and cheaper than it's ever been yeah. and they should be reaching out to every fan they can to keep them involved and yeah, they should. heard nothing of that yeah I mean they they make their money off their TV deals off their contract and like they figure they also figure that people are going to be afraid of catching the coronavirus and because of this they're going to pay for the Sunday ticket uh, and it's not yeah they're not taking they don't have to take any responsibility for that public health they're like yeah we have our product available for the low cost of 300 fucking dollars <laughs> yeah, i really love the green bay packers but i don't much like the nfl right now at all yeah i think the nfl has been contemptible from some, for some time and it's really it's really stark when you uh i think it's gonna be even more stark when you watch the nba um yeah are i mean are you happy yeah. with the the small steps that the they're taking on Black Lives Matter. No, not at all. No, I mean they're one of the slowest fucking entities. They're they're being drugged to this point. Okay, like all the NBA did in becoming as progressive and woke as it is mm-hmm. now reputed to be, um, which it's not perfect, but it's definitely leading the way. Mm-hmm. Um, is listen to it the players. To listen to its players. That's yeah. all they had to do. And once you started following the leads of the players, you're following, all of a sudden, you're following black voices. Like, imagine how that works. Mm-hmm. And the N- the NFL is like, no. Like, the NFL does treat its players like, you know, lesser subjugated workers who are there to provide a product that is end game itself is the product of, of the NFL and it's a product that the old white man owns and manages as he sees fit it's the it's a fucking plantation model I'll tell you that and I, that's I won't shy away how from that phrase behind on the racism issue yeah also they're miles behind on covid they had a head start on everybody because their season was not supposed to start that's, yes. until this week. That's stupid. It is embarrassing that they had all the time in the world to make plans and to be safe. And we've got less restrictions regular. The one thing I'll say is that imagine a world where Donald Trump is the, still the president and that the NFL still just does not give a fuck about any of it. Goodell is a huge fucking problem. He is a huge fucking problem, and, and it's embarrassing he's that he's still employed. The fucking ownership has decided he is to be their problem. He's just a fucking hired hand. These aren't his fucking opinions. They're fucking not to super defend Goodell, but he speaks for the fucking ownership every fucking time. Yeah, you know who didn't? Any other previous commissioner? Commissioner to the extent that Goodell does. Goodell is more of a mouthpiece than. He's a press secretary for the fucking ownership group of the NFL. 
Paul Tagliabue. Paul Tagliabue was at least a guy that like fucking. Tags was good. He had standards and principles with which he ran the league and wanted the league to. So uh, back to the Pat. The Packers. The Green Bay Packers. They play on Sunday. They play on Sunday against the Minnesota Vikings, a storied rival. Here's a, here's a question. Um, are you going to be, like, yeah, you'll be mad, but, like, will you be worried if they lose week one? No. Uh, I will be mad. I won't I won't be worried. Would you be worried if they lost week two as well? The Lions. If we I'll went 0-2 against those two, yes, I would start to worry. Okay. you got to take one. Like, what What am I getting worried for here? I, I, I don't think I understand worried right now. That's not the mindset that I'm in in this season. I'm not I'm not worried about I don't know. I'm I am just happy to be watching football at this point. Yeah, but are you happy to be watching losing football at this point? <sighs> Maybe. Right. You know, like at this point it's just uh, what I'm most worried about, or I wouldn't say worried, but closest thing to I'm most sad about is watching Aaron Rodgers just fade out of Green Bay. I, I think that's that's sad to me. I don't know if that I I don't know I don't see how Aaron Rodgers doesn't have a kick-ass season this year. I don't see how he doesn't bounce back. Mm-hmm. I don't mind it. Anything can fucking happen. Anything can happen. If Rodgers is fantastic for two years and Love shows nothing, it's going to be an easy decision to be like, oh, well, Love was a bust and Rodgers is still a fucking MVP caliber quarterback, so we're going to make the easy decision to keep the MVP caliber quarterback. Yeah, I agree with that. I think Love is a lot less, like I think he's thought of as like a high-priced lottery ticket. But you don't. You're still not banking on him. You're still not. He's not your main source of income yet. No, you got a, a real good producer sitting right there. Do you think it matters that love? I don't think love is really considered right now the number two. We kept Tim Boyle, and by all accounts, it seems like you know when they would talk to Matt Lafleur about it, it seemed like he was like, yeah. Uh, I'm just really proud of what Tim Boyle has done in the off season. You know, he's really yeah. Brian Gutekunst said that Boyle is way ahead of Love right now in terms of because and he cited Boyle having known the offense for a year. Mm-hmm. That was the excuse that was provided. Excuse. I think I think it it just depends how you see it. I don't think Love was supposed to be competing for this. Like I don't really see them as in competition. You know, like. I think if Aaron Rodgers goes down, you're going to trot out Tim Boyle first. Tim Boyle knows the offense better. He knows the playbook. He knows, like, the basic stuff. He runs a simplified version of the offense, and you get done what you need to get done. And then if Tim Boyle is fucking up, that's when you trot out Jordan Love, who's, like, your – he's your long shot, like – puncher's chance kind of play i think like now we're just this is a practice yeah that and i think that makes sense i don't think jordan love 
has any right to be offended. We did trade up to get him, so we can't sit here and claim that we don't believe in him or not giving him a shot. Like, he just needs to have some fucking patience. When we took him, it was always under the guise that he was a couple of years away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And to continue to play it that way on the field in his fucking best interest is completely smart. It's the right thing to do. And if anybody's mad about it, they're big, giant idiots, and they probably voted for Donald Trump. Nice. What if the Packers have a really good team? How much can this team possibly matter, given the current state of the universe we live in? Um, If Joe Biden loses the election then the Packers better fucking win the Super Bowl. (laughs) Because otherwise, America is done. Yeah. So, if Biden wins, there's still going to be a lot of work to do. And it will be really nice to have football. Like, I'll be able to appreciate football. It's like, you know, I can still sleep at night. If Trump wins, I don't know how I'll be able to sleep at night. So what is your what is your wildest dream for this for this season for the Packers? Do you believe that they could be a Super Bowl team? I mean, they were close last year, didn't really do a lot to change the team this year, but last year was but, year one of something. So, and also last year we we had not seen a Super Saiyan Aaron Rodgers, and I mean that's always the great hope with a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers. And a good enough defense, you hope he just goes fucking crazy. And it's always possible with that guy. And that's why you have that guy. Does it really all come down to a run defense? That's the taste that sticks in my mouth. Like, that's. I'm. Nope. Because you can lose to somebody who can pass on you just as easily. Yeah, Yeah. not. not If Aaron Rodgers just gets crazy, we can defeat that shit. But he's got to go. Batshit. But but not our team, because I think our team had a good pass defense. Yeah, but I think any team... I mean, yes, if we defend the run the way we did against San Francisco, we will lose. We just have to not do that, and we're opening (laughs) ourselves up to the possibility of winning. Yeah, yeah. Um, so in that sense, yeah, it does come down to run defense. We can't play that bad again, ever. Yeah. Ever. <laughs> yeah, that sucked. That was a really bad game. Oh, that really did suck. Anyway, but, so... Well, was the ending to a really great season. The Packers did some fucking fantastic things last season. It was. We it was. showed a lot of promise and a lot of upside, and we've got a lot of guys that can get even better this year, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Right. In the backfield. There's mm-hmm. room for growth. There's room for us to become a dominant defense with a dominant run game, a run game that added pieces. Yeah, so that that's the thing. Do, does our defense have room to become a dominant defense? If, if I'm looking at my wildest dreams, yes, that that is in there. I don't see what steps they took. Is Christian Kirksey going to change this whole thing around? And is our defense, like... Are we going to be able to stop? What is going to make us I stop? I mean, that, is, that's, that's not the hope of the defense. The hope of the defense is that our backfield gets better enough. We've got some good players that they have that have the potential to become great players. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Almost all along the secondary. 
And if they mm-hmm. can do that and allow our guys a little more time to get there, and I mean, of course, we got the Smith brothers that are going to hold shoot down. Sean Gary, year two. We I'm excited for that. Google it. Them. Yep. Google it. We just need the dudes around them to hold it down. I don't know why we got rid of Blake Martinez and where those tackles are going to come from, but everybody was mad at those tackles for being a yard or two far back most of the time. Anyways, mm-hmm. so Man, hopefully. I, yeah, I stood up for Blake Martinez, but I am not that sad to see him go, I guess. Liked him as a dude. I, you know, I liked him as a player, but I don't feel a huge lack. Having a whole offseason to replan, to rebuild. Let me ask you this. Does the receiver thing worry you? Because that's the other area of weakness. Andrew? Absolutely. Okay. I Uh, don't know how it can not. I see a lot of guys out there talking like they're confident in the position who also talked like they were confident in the position last year until it emerged as a giant weakness. And some of our guys that produced some of the strongest plays for us are now gone. Jimmy Graham, we all bitched about him day in, day out. And no, he definitely was not worth his price point. But do we have somebody to to replace the production that we did lose with him? Bob Tanyan. Josh DeGura. Josh DeGura. We got some young bucks and their gambles. Jace Sternberger. one of them hits... I'd love for Jace to hit big. Yeah. Jace seems like a cool dude. I'd love for him to be great. I'd love for Alan Lazard to fucking ball out and be a legit number two next year. Yeah, I'm not excited for Robert Tanyan to be our number one. I I have seen him in spurts, like being able to do shit, be able to be sneaky, sneak in there and be able to do shit, but as far as just being a straight number one, haven't seen it. Word is Jamal Williams looks great. Maybe that's just a cover-up to explain why A.J. Dillon doesn't. But, Damn. Um, I, mean, I mean, his legs look great. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Yeah, that's all I heard about him. Apparently, he can't catch out of the backfield. But then Aaron well, Jones is still there, still doing Aaron Jones things. Um, I mean, he's a first-year guy with two good guys ahead of him. You want him just to be able to do one thing good and expand on that later. I'll tell you what I'm more worried about than receiver is right tackle and the right side of the offensive line. Mm-hmm. Um, lo- losing Bulaga uh, does hurt, but he, you know, he was just going to get injured this year anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, just kidding, but uh, not really. Uh, so you have you have Rick Wagner who's in there. You've got Lane Taylor working with Billy Turner at right tackle. Billy Turner moving from right guard to right tackle. Lane Taylor moving from left guard to right guard. That's been an option, but everybody's hurt. So um, I know Billy Turner is hurt. I think Lane is okay, and it looks like Rick Wagner is going to start um, week one. But yeah, I think we'll be all right. It'll be really nice if Daniel Hunter isn't isn't going to play. That'll be he's a not huge he's on IR. Yeah. Um, so that is nice. That that kind of cancels out Bulaga's loss for this game, at least a little. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think over the well, course of the season, tight. you gotta you gotta have a tight line, and the right side right now is a bit of a mess. So we'll see what goes on there, and if we're able to uh, kind of overcome, you know, whatever issues we've been having 
in preseason. It seems like they can't really get it figured out. They can't really get it consistent. So, um, Man, I'd love to overcome those issues. Winning a football game sounds like a lot of fun. Mm, we'll get the chance on Sunday. Uh, Vikings um, lost a lot of good talent this year. On the, offense, on the offensive side of the ball, they lost Stefan Diggs. They drafted a rookie, but... Was there any truth I heard to the story that Cousins tried to get Creed to play on a personal concert? Uh, I also heard that story, but that's as far as I go with it. Same. Well, I don't know Kirk Cousins well enough. Quarterback to Creed, you can call them a bitch to their face. Well, Kirk <laughs> Cousins is a bitch for multiple reasons. For number one, he was Betty. overrated as hell when he got his contract. He should never have been as highly sought as he was. Um, he was his he was overvalued because he was a white quarterback who looked competent. Um, he looks great in men's warehouse outfits. And he looks like a fucking bum. <laughs> he looks like a nab. And then also there was the stuff like he said nab. about masks. He's an anti-masker who wears masks. And people say what what's wrong with that? He he's doing it. What more do you want from him? I want him to not be a fucking idiot um, about it and think he knows better than Anthony Fauci. He does not know better than Anthony Fauci. He's, in fact, a fucking idiot. Mm-hmm. Amen. I will second that. Um, again, Super Bowl this year comes down completely to me to Aaron Rodgers. If, if Aaron Rodgers snaps and has an MVP season, we have a damn good shot. If he doesn't snap and have an MVP season... We've got a puncher's chance because he could snap and have an MVP game at the right time and mm-hmm. beat the right team. Uh, but other than that, I don't, I don't buy into reports that this team is average. They're above average. Um, they're really solid at a lot of important positions. And uh, I mean, did we win any games last year? I think we won 13 games in the regular season, and then we won a playoff game as well. So 14 games. 13 games in the regular season? Yeah. That uh, was pretty good. What do you think about the the mentality on this team that you've seen so far? It seemed like they're, they're having a lot of fun out there. Yeah, I mean, they're going to get in games, and they're going to get... They're going to get tightened down. I think they're a little loose. They're a little idealistic, optimistic right now. Um, we'll see how it goes when, when the injury bug that skipped us last year hits Ooh, us. Oh, I'm not looking Things get to rough. Not looking uh, yeah, we were so healthy last year. Yeah, it's a little unreasonable. That, that probably had a lot to do with that 13 wins. I feel like we've already had more injuries this year than we had last year. Last year was so good. I think think that this can be a new thing. The way that uh, Michael Jordan ran things, right? That's what I was looking for in Aaron Rodgers last year. I was looking for him to run a tight ship, to be mean, and to just demand perfection from everybody. But what if you do it a different way? If you just do it by loving your guys real well. And by being real happy and just confident and loose the whole time. What if that becomes a new paradigm? Especially in in a different situation like this, where you don't have the pressure of the fans. 
And 70,000 eyes on you at one time in a live place? What if you find something different? Huh? What if, man? Yeah. What if we start a new day right here, right now? Exactly. On the Packer Force Podcast. I'd like to bring in our guest. We've got Scotty Steve and Scotty Roger here. Uh, how? What? Tell us, tell us, Scotty Steve. What are you eating? I don't know which one of us is supposed to be fucking which one of us here. Hey, I, I think you're Steve, bit. and I think I'm Roger. Anyway, uh, if you're asking Roger, I'm not eating anything right now. I'm not eating I'm any food. I'm very offended by being called Steve. It's late at but night. I'm probably going to go home and have a glass of milk or a bowl of cereal or something. You know, because that puts you to bed. But, and it's good for the heartburn. Ah, yeah, the milk's good for the heartburn. That's just it's a little. Calcium. That's just a little preview of what we got coming your way this season <laughs> on the Packer Force podcast. <laughs> just so. Uh, write, Wait and see. Write in your diary a line or two about that, and then we'll come back and and we'll see you next week. Um, <laughs> we're we're over time and I don't want to do any more talking. <laughs> so let's get down to business. Let's talk. Uh, do you think the Packers will win on Sunday or like <laughs> do you not really think about that? I think the Packers are going to win. I I absolutely expect the Packers to win. Um <clears throat> I was worried about the Vikings pass rush with Daniel Hunter. But he doesn't seem to be going, and uh, we you keep, keep saying that as if like he might. He's on injured reserve. He's on, it's illegal for him to play. Yeah, well the Vikings are a bunch of cheaters, and you never know what those fuckers. <laughs> so it's definitely gonna be uh, our uh, yeah. I like I'm not afraid of their defense now. I fully. Am confident in Aaron Rodgers' ability to handle any safety in the league, and I'm confident with these receivers to be able to beat those corners. Um, I'm confident in our run game. It might take a little while to get going, but I think we'll have some things ready to go. Um, I don't see a reason to be afraid of their pass offense, and I don't think that we've had that much of a problem with Dalvin Cook. That that could be a problem with Dalvin Cook. We'll see we'll see how that goes. But yeah, I expect us to win. In a real fugly game. Earlier conversations that we had about usually saying Aaron Rodgers has not played at all during the preseason. And saying that week one, week three, week four is his preseason. Guess what? This year, week one, week three, week four, everybody's preseason. I think Mr. Aaron Rodgers is going to come in as prepared as anybody, and I think an Aaron Rodgers on an even kill with all the guys right now is going to cerebrally murder every <laughs> other football player on the field. Yeah, I think so, too. I think you're I'm both... pretty sure we're going to be completely unstoppable, and if you tried, you'd be a fucking dummy. I'm uh, I'm I'm excited to agree with you both. I think that the Packers are going to win on Sunday against the Vikings, and if nothing else, that should feel good. You know, that'll mm-hmm. that'll be there. And fucking Kirk Cousins. I hope someone taunts him by do- doing a mass gesture. 
I hope Zadarius Smith sacks him and then puts a mask over his face. <laughs> as a sack dance. He could just pick the whole guy up and wear him as a mask, the little fucker. <laughs> Either way, there's going to be guys with yellow helmets and uh, G's on those helmets that are going to be running out on a football field and playing an actual meaningful football game. And that's going to be great. And that's the analysis you can only get here at the Packer Force podcast. (laughs) I couldn't fart. I tried to fart. You didn't need to. Anyway, I'll see you later. How do we... Um... Oh, shit. We have that song. You forgot the thing. (laughs) 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 (